the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 416 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randomness, technology and life. And if you've been here a little while and you like what we're doing, how about you give us a review on something or share the page on uh, Dirty Old Facebook. Yeah, Dirty Old Facebook or whatever your social media preferences. Uh, it's all good. So how's your week been? Well, I've been okay, but let's start with you because I think you've been doing more exciting things than uh, me. Yeah, uh, so yes, Surgical Precision, uh, the film that we've been working with, um, yeah, it was a big weekend, um, and other than that, I've been doing very little. In fact, like in terms of preparing for this, I've got very little, but I've, I've got a few stories from uh, Surgical Precision, so we'll, we'll go with that, eh? So um, on day one of shooting, uh, call yes. time was 7 uh, p.m., and uh, it's expected to finish around five-ish, I think. Um, yeah. We, um, I, I had to go there in the morning, so they asked me to set up a tent before lunch. So I went and did that by myself. Um, yeah. It's pretty sweaty work, I tell you. And then, um, then I got back there about four thirty because for some reason I thought our first um, scene was the thing I was doing that day. So. That first day, I was not acting, but I was creating a manipulated heart. So basically, puppetry, meat puppetry. And so we we had some hearts that we um, basically ripped apart. Me and Ben Corcoran uh, worked on it. Um, yep. We took one each to try and see how we'd do it. Um, we ripped the heart apart. Uh, so, um, or in my case, I used um, wire. Uh, to attach little grommets inside the heart at four different points. Uh, his innovation, uh, Ben tried using safety pins instead of uh, the, the wire, which was a lot quicker, a lot quicker to reposition all the rest of it. So we ended up going yes. with his uh, idea in the end. But yeah, and then we had cables that had, ran through plastic and we hooked them up and then um, to make the heart beat and then we'd sew the heart back up, goes into a... Uh, a stand like a lab stand and then um with all this wiring hidden and then uh, ben and i are under the desk pulling and pushing the wires to make the heart palpitate so anyway i got there early i got there like four thirty um to start working on that and uh yeah get the vegetarian to do the heart cutting up god it stunk um <laughs> But yeah, we got it. We got there in the end. Um, ben did most of the work, I think. But yeah, it, it was pretty good. And then um, I hung around, and, and they go, "Oh no, that that scene is actually the last one of the night. That's okay. the last thing we're going to f- film because we want to get rid of the act- you know let the actors go. We don't want them hanging around while you're doing that." Which makes sense. I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, unfortunately, the sun came up. <laughs> at 6 30 yeah, before yeah. we even got to that so and of course this is in front of a, a window that um yep. you know it's it's supposed to be night outside so that got scratched so i did do other things during the night and helped out and i and i had a big sleep in the tent one of the tents yeah um, that's the one 
have a yeah, bit sleep. but but I still felt like I didn't get much done that day. Like I didn't uh, contribute that, a lot. That, yeah, that's a tough thing too, as well. When you don't feel like you are contributing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was a really professional crew. We got a really good crew. So uh, Adam Harvey is the director. Mike Potton has come up from Wellington, I believe. Um, he's the DP, really onto it. Um, David Threat and Ben Wilson, who you know, um, yep. are the camera assists. So they've been doing that uh, and light and stuff. Um, yeah, it's, it's about... 15 on set I think we've um, got a cast of six and then um, yeah about yeah around about 10 people um, in the crew or just less so yeah anyway so that was good but I did learn something next day so the next day I um, I was acting yay <laughs> so dickhead <laughs> basically so yeah. um, what what I think he hello Oh, hello. Yeah, as I said, um, disconnected um, attempt reconnection. So that's my internet keeps dropping out. I've, yeah, sort of... I, I haven't, I haven't, yeah, <laughs> again. Uh... Yeah, no, it's still going. Oh. oh, oh, I can hear you. Yeah, no, it's still going. It just beeped that time, but yeah, it was oh. really annoying um, on Zoom. So, uh, we, so... what was I up to when... You were telling about the second night and you thought that your character was going to be a soldier of fortune type person. Yeah, so I um, I decided to put camo paint on. Okay. And uh, I, I ran it by Adam. He, he liked it. So uh, real basic. It's just over the eyes. I look like a freaking raccoon. Good. So that's cool. Good. I look forward to seeing um, it. So we did, we did our bits and pieces, but I learned... A- oh, no, you're chopping, you're chopping out. You learned something. Basically... Chris has uh, exited the... uh, Oh, we're back. Okay, let's try that again. So I got this lesson. (laughs) Quick, quick before it dies on us. I know. Um, All right, so my character is kidnapping this uh, guy, Ben. My character's called Grant. Ben's in a wheelchair. He's a cripple, right? Um, Yes. And I am threatening him. Basically... um, I'm coming over to grab him out of this wheelchair. And Ben says, these are the lines. You don't need to do this, you know. And my lines were, sure I do. They're paying big money for you. I can't see why. That was yeah. the lines. So I, in my head, I'd already worked it out or read it. And, and I thought, um, I'm playing it like gloating and contemptuous. Mm. Like, sure I do. They're paying big money for you. And then sort yep. of sneer and go, I can't see why, because you're a cripple in a wheelchair and I'm a big, strong man type thing, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I delivered the lines and Adam goes, no, 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 I want you to, um, you know, uh, try it again. So I did it again, uh, tried again. And Adam's getting more and more frustrated. I don't know why. Can you say it slower? I, I, okay, I'll say it slower. Uh, yeah. And then he finally pulls me out into another room and he's like, uh, yeah, this is not working for me. And I'm like, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and and the, the whole point was he wanted it menacing. Because oh, okay. in the next scene, um, Ben's reaction is that he, you know, I, I, I say that line, I deliver the line and I step forward. Yep. And he um, reacts and hurts me, right? So without the menacing thing, it doesn't work. It motivates his actions. 
his, yeah, his okay. reaction rather. And so, which makes perfect sense after he explained it to me. But I, that's the lesson I thought because I didn't even consider there was a different way to read those lines. We actually changed the lines because um, it, it made more sense. It was yep. just like, sure, there is cash, and then I go for him. Um, so, yeah, but I thought that was interesting because I had read it in one way and I just mm. assumed that was like the only way and it made perfect sense in my mind as written on the page. Um, but, yeah, I can totally see from uh, the director's point of view that in order to motivate the next character's you know, actions, uh, in this case, uh, I had to do something slightly different. So, yeah, that was, that was cool. I quite enjoyed that. Um, good oh, that's good. I think that is an actor's thing, though, like people that act all the time. They're always like, what's the motivation behind what they're doing or saying? Yeah, and I um, I, I know that. Like, I, I, I've heard that, mm, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I I thought I had my motivation in terms of, you know, I'm gloating and, and I'm, um, and I'm um, sneering at him, contemptuous, because I know who my character is. And I know who this dude is, and I'm just in it for the money. And I, you know, but I didn't think about that motivation in terms of the next guy, yep. or you know what, it, how the, my um, performance uh, reacts with the the next guy. Which you know, it, it's just a function of I haven't done a lot of acting with other people. I've done one liners yeah. pretty much, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, in everything I've been in. So yeah. Anyway, I thought that I... was interesting. It was interesting for me anyway. Yeah, yeah. I saw Adam going for a walk on Tuesday uh, down the road from his house, actually. Um, okay. deep, in, deep in thought with earbuds in as I drove past him at, like, I don't know, 70 kilometers an hour. So <laughs> uh, I thought, better not beep the horn at him. It might startle him too much. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, but looking good, Adam. Uh, this week, I had a work meeting yesterday, and there was, like, 90 of us. Have you ever been to the Clearway... Uh, place. Where's that? Uh, you go on Range Road out towards the airport, and it's opposite Trade Depot, and it just no. says Clearway, and it's a place that is set up originally to train pilots and such from different air, um, different companies around the world. So apparently, British Airways sent their pilots there, and uh, all these other places. Uh, but when and it had a flight simulator and everything there. And when COVID hit, they had to fire 150 staff, is what I got told. So Damn. now, yeah, now it's the Clearway Accommodation Campus. And it's this really cool place. Like, you drive down this road for a while, and they've got six buildings. And each building has a common room, a kitchen, a laundry, table tennis, a patio with barbecue and stuff. And three of the buildings can hold 24 single dorm rooms. And then there's two buildings with doubles. So they can have about uh, 150 people stay on site at once. Wow. And, um, yeah, we just used this uh, one of their rooms. One of their common areas was all the lounges were pulled out and all these chairs were put in. And it was just like a big room to have this meeting. And it was pretty cool. Um, Yeah. And uh, I could see... Yeah, I reckon it'd be a good place to hold a sort of uh, event. The only downside is I just found their website thing. Uh, minimum booking of five nights if you're staying. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sort of makes sense, though, because it sounds like they have to do quite a bit of setup for each one. Like, yeah, not, yeah. It's not like a hotel that's doing it every day. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. 
but pretty cool and uh it's yeah nice and peaceful it's not just yeah i never knew it was it's there good. and we got told to go there so yeah that's a good way to um save your save your business oh there you are so uh, i'll let you, I'll let you uh, go I found a website this week and I was using it just before we started recording, Chris. Right. Bidbud.co.nz. B-I-D-B-U-D. It Bid helps bud. you. Yeah, it helps you with trade me auctions. It's completely oh, okay. free. Completely free. Real old school looking. You connect it to your trade me account and then it's got four different methods of making sure that you win a trade me auction and it just automatically starts bidding for you. Huh. Because that was a big thing with eBay back in the day, like when eBay was like a new thing. There was quite a few different, um, I don't know what they called them, auction sniper sites and stuff. Yeah. Win auctions, yeah. That's right. So there was, a, there is, there was another one, or it probably is still around, that was really um, popular, but it was for all the sellers. It would automate all the selling process. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this thing, you can sell stuff through this thing, but I don't think that's the selling, uh, the big the big thing. The big thing is to win your bids. So I've just won a dehumidifier for $30. Oh, that sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty good. I'd, I'd rather have won it for the $2 that I was uh, leading for a while, but here we are. But it, it, it it's the people that finish auctions at dumb times in the morning. They're the ones that are missing out. You should finish your auctions at night time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. When everybody's sitting around. Uh, That's right. I'm back. I don't know what's going on, but you're, ding- you're dinging in and out like a madman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't ding at my end. Uh, it dings when I come connect again, but it doesn't ding when it's I disconnect. And so that's why I kept talking before and then looked up and went, ah, oh, I'm not connected. I don't know. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting edit. Hey, um, did you see that Zoom uh, has obviously, it it had a big growth spurt during COVID, but now it's yeah. uh, had to fire 1,300 employees. Yeah, it's interesting, eh? So they have, all the tech companies have laid off ridiculous number of oh, so uh, employees. Oh, so many. So, so many, many. Uh, and yet the American um, unemployment figures came out last week, and yeah. it's the highest it's been in twenty years, like the highest employment, yeah, yeah. Um, lowest unemployment, um, and uh, yeah, and, and their economy's like really bouncing, which is a problem because that doesn't help inflation at all, because <laughs> more people have money, so it's, it's not ideal. <laughs> Um, from that point of view, but it's great that everybody's got a job. So it does mean that there's a lot of um, highly educated, mm. yeah, talent uh, around um, that would be available for better money for for people. But that's I think that's just a correction, and I think Zoom just got caught up in that as well. You know, yeah. So um, that was fifteen percent of their workforce, but the CEO has come out and said, I am accountable for these mistakes. So he's reducing his salary for the next fiscal year by 98%, and he's foregoing his FY23 uh, corporate bonus. And all, of the leadership, and all of the leadership team will reduce their base salaries by 20% for the next year and forfeit that company bonus. So everyone said, actually, he might actually be a really good CEO. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. And I, I think... You can't blame 
him too much for that, like no, any no, CEO no. in that position. So they had to scale up really quickly, and I think oh, they did so a fast. really good job over over that COVID just to even keep the lights going properly. You know, yeah. while they're under the same issues that everybody else is, you know, with their That's workforce. Right. Um, but um, ten times the demand, or more than that, I'm sure it was like fifty times the demand. Um, for the service. So I think they did a really good job then. And plus, with all these other um, companies, you know, they've let off, it must be over 100,000 staff now of all Some these of, technical yeah, staff yeah. over yeah. all those companies. So if you had 100,000 left staff, the cost per staff is, is right up there because they're a scarce resource, whereas yes. now they're not. So um, that you can't blame him for paying too much for stuff because that's just the way the market was at the time. Yeah, yeah. And some of them are getting six-month redundancy payouts or something crazy as well. So have you ever put the wrong fuel type into a vehicle? Um, for for no, some reason, I came, I, I came closer a couple of times. But um, okay. yeah, no, I haven't. I was quite paranoid about it. Now, have you put fuel into something that wasn't the fuel tank? No. So this Australian guy went to fill up his boat on the back of his car with fuel. Right. He, yeah, he pumped $580 worth of petrol into the rod holder, not the fuel tank of the boat. Oh, my God. So 231 litres of fuel uh, before he realised that it was just flooding straight out and going all over the ground. Oh, okay, so it was in the ground. I, I was like, he's got a boat full of fuel that's going to explode. <laughs> oh, no, it, it probably is probably going in. Because a rod holder is just a stainless steel tube that a fishing rod goes into. Yeah, so, so it's, it's inside. So I would have thought that... Uh, he must have walked away or something. It would be in the between the two hulls, the outside and the... Inner I don't stem. know, but... He he washed off a lot of it, and uh, it must have been pouring out everywhere. Quite a few people have said, oh, yeah, that happens occasionally, but most people realize after, like, a couple of liters. Yeah. God, but the fuel yeah. can... I mean, Bet you he the, was on his the, phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, smoking a cigarette, yeah. <laughs> it's Australia, mate. Australia. 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 Um, what I was going to say, so I watched the third um, of the uh, Last of Us. Um, how, you, I haven't seen any of it, but I keep saying how good it is. It is ridiculously good. And the reason I mention it is because I was just going to have lunch when I remembered we're doing this podcast. Um, and I was chopping up mushrooms, and I'm so ambivalent about eating mushrooms now. <laughs> All right. Okay. Because uh, like um, fungus zombies, um, yes. that's what The Last of Us is all about. So if you haven't watched it, for those at home, definitely uh, check it out. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. Netflix have announced they're going to do that crackdown of the actual password thing in New Zealand at the end of this month. So we'll see how that goes for everything. So according to the article, over 1 million New Zealanders subscribe and only... Only hundreds of thousands of accounts share their account. Um, but only some of those hundreds of thousands are going to sign up, and some of those millions are going to downgrade plans or leave entirely. 
So this person said they're betting on the increase outweighing the decrease. So I don't know. They, a lot of people seem to think it's a bad decision. We'll see. We did mention that last week. Uh, just nod and say yes, that was great. Yes, that was great. <laughs> I watched a movie this week. Have you heard of The Menu? No. Uh, the Menu, you should check it out. You will like it. It's got Ralph Fiennes in it, and he is a chef at a very fancy restaurant on an island. Okay. And that's all you need to know. Just go watch it. The, the Menu. Have you watched um, The Glass Onion? No. No, I haven't. Okay, so I actually really enjoyed that. I thought it was really good. It was very clever. Um, so it's the, oh, what's his name, the old James Bond? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, yeah, Daniel Craig. Um, and he's playing like a detective. It's very much more like a, um, um, oh, crap. My mind's gone blank now. Agatha Christie. Agatha Christie type story. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's really good. I, I really, really rated it. Um, so I- Yes, it's unrelated to the Knives Out 1A. Eh? It's just in the same universe. Is that right? It's like okay, you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm good now. Uh, this is so annoying. Yeah, especially if it's uh, like I know we've had trouble in the past, but if it's a, if it's if it's happening when you're doing your work as well. Yeah, I was on um, yeah on Zoom a lot the other day, and yeah, just kept freezing all the time. It's just uh, so annoying. I wonder if they've done a change or something because it does seem previously, or maybe it's because all these engineers got fired. Um, it did seem previously that it works solidly on almost any connection, and then now it's like, you know, it, it gets windy outside, and that's causing a problem. Yeah, no, I, I reckon it'll be like an infrastructure-type thing, so they'll need to... They've filled up the racks in the local distribution, probably, in my mm. area, and they just need to put in more racks and, and rebalance the load. That's what I'm guessing it is, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I follow a subreddit called Side Projects. Oh yeah, and these people just make random side projects, and they're quite interesting. Some of them, and this guy or girl person made an AI radio program, and this whole radio show is run by two AI bots. They can talk about made-up news, react to recent Reddit posts, and they even call fake experts on the phone and interview them. That sounds pretty good. And and then it, do they play the they play the expert as well? Yeah, the expert as well. And th- one of the AIs is this guy and he sounds 100% human. Like what he says and how they talk and how they interact. Uh this guy this person just did it as a test and they've got two episodes out. Like you can listen to these episodes. The only problem he's got is each episode is about $50 worth of um, AI API credits. Oh, wow. Mm. So he's just doing it as a sort of a test. But apparently there's another radio show or internet show where the AI, I don't know if they're acting it out or they're writing the script, but it's to do with Seinfeld episodes. Oh, yeah. Mm. So like, this uh, is- yeah, like uh, different, sign- you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Time filled episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty interesting. But this uh, this AI radio program could might be doing better than we are right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you heard of Chinchilla, Sparrow, Lambda, and those AIs? 
Lam- uh, N- Lambda, I think I have. What, what, yeah, so are they- those, those are all Google um, AI programs. And, you know, so ChatGBT is getting all the press at the moment. Everybody's going, oh, my God. And, and people are just saying, you know, they're going to eat Google's lunch and who, who needs a search engine anymore and all the rest of it. Well, yeah. um, Chinchilla uh, went down to Sparrow. There's another one I'm forgetting in the middle there as well. And I think Lambda is the most advanced of them. But they're like four years ahead of GPT at the moment. So, um, whilst but that's, but that's, that's not that, that's not the one they've just released though. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think they've released it yet. They're still no, um, no, they have. No, they have. Lambda. You're, 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 no, you, Google. So, ChatGPT is integrated with Microsoft Bing. Yep. Yep. Google Bard has just been announced for Google, and then it cocked up, and Google just lost ten percent of its value. Okay, I don't know about that. All right. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, because uh, the the thing with the Google stuff is it's way more integrated than ChatGPT. So uh, ChatGPT's probably got the better or slightly better um, language modeling, um, but yeah. the Google versions have got more, oh, what do they call it? It's not connections, but you know, more, more da- data set, a bigger data set because of all oh, the stuff have they a- get. Data from, yeah, yeah, right? exactly, exactly, and, yeah, and, that's right. And they've got more integrations where it can, um, so whereas um, whereas ChatGPT tells you a story and you go, mm, is that true, where's your sources, you can't ask it. But with um, the Lambda, you can ask for sources and it will list all the sources and you can double oh, check nice. Does it all that for you, which is that's, that's huge if you're going to be doing any sort of research type stuff, you know, like like that is really huge. Yeah, they they released a demo and they showed it uh, talking the Google search with this Bard thing they call it, and they said, oh, um, anyway, they asked it a question about um, the the time that um, uh, the deep space photography was taken with the latest. Uh, telescope and it came back with a list of yeah yeah it came back with a bullet list of points and stuff but one of them was factually like really wrong so all the uh people out there the scientists were like no that's completely wrong and then um yeah eight percent of google's value i think it was 100 100 billion or something 100 million so yeah went they were just like we'll just keep working with this in the background until yes keep working in the background until it's absolutely perfect and then um yeah, but you know now because ChatGPT has had such a big impact, it sort of forced Google's hands a li- hand a little bit, I think too. Yes, I think yes. you're right. Okay. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how it all goes. Um, that brings us to the end of a potentially disjointed podcast episode. <laughs> I, I'm not yeah, sure. I, I I dread to think what it'd be like at your end because it, it doesn't ding all that stuff on my end. But um, yeah, yeah, it dings in that my headphones, so I don't think it's on the recording. We'll see. No, I don't think so. Um, I do want to just wrapping up on that last point though. Um, we were looking at uh, I, I've signed up to be a customer or get on the mailing list to be a customer for ChatGPT Pro. Yeah. Um, like all of us at work did basically so we can make sure we get in there but it does make you wonder if um, 
if Google's going to be able to put something out in a uh, package fairly soon, uh, you sort of go, well, you don't want to get into a contract with ChatGPT Pro because Google does have a, um, uh, what do you call it, a history of doing things for free. Not that I think this would be free, but it'd be quite, um, uh, they'd pay a bit of money. Yeah. Educational costs are going to be freaking astronomical. Yes. <sighs> okay. Okay. Until next time, uh, I'm Sam. <laughs> I'm Chris. Zika. This is when he says bye. Bye. I didn't hear you say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. Zika. Bye. Smooth. I still didn't hear you say see ya. Nah, that was good. That worked out well. That'll do. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.